Welcome to Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Onaway, Michigan. I'm Pastor Trent Wahlberg, and you're listening to Preaching and the Word. The word for the second Sunday in Advent comes from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 1 through 11. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem, and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough place a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry. And I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers and the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good news. Lift it up, fear not, says the cities of Judah. Behold your God. Behold, the Lord comes with might, and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom, and gently lead those that are young. A voice cries, but why does it cry? It cries for the same reason a baby cries. It cries for comfort. Comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Babies cry because they are helpless. Their cries are inarticulate. They can't speak. But you know that if they're crying, they're trying to tell you something. They're telling you that they need your help. They're hungry. They need a diaper change. Maybe they don't feel well or just want to be held. This can be a source of frustration for a mother when her baby cries, especially if the baby cries all the time and won't be comforted. Why won't you stop crying? She cries herself. But who will comfort the comforter? It's not all bad, though. There are times when an infant's crying is a comfort to hear. When a child is born, the doctor smacks the baby's bottom to get him to cry. If he's crying, then you know he's breathing. If a newborn is silent for too long in the night, you start to worry. Something is wrong. You check the baby monitor to make sure it's on. You sneak into the nursery to make sure everything is okay. Sometimes you need to let the baby cry. That's what they're supposed to do. There's a very profound line in the classic Christmas song, Away in a Manger, where we sing, The cattle are lowing, the baby awakes, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. You might have wondered if this is true. Did the newborn baby Jesus cry? Well, yes, of course he cried, as any human infant does. 
but the idea that he didn't cry out in his manger goes back a long time to illustrate that he is unique among those born of woman. He hungered and thirsted and wept at least on one occasion that's recorded in scriptures. He had bodily needs, as we all do, but he's also the Son of God. His cries served a different purpose from ours. Have you ever noticed that none of the depictions of the infant Jesus ever show him crying? At least none that I've ever seen. In fact, he's often given a mature feature and a serious expression, especially in older paintings, like he understands more than most newborns. Sometimes he looks just like a a shrunken down adult without a beard. Some early depictions of the baby Jesus are almost unnerving in that sense. Rather than crying like a baby, Jesus cried out like a prophet. There's a document from the 6th century which describes Jesus speaking from his cradle. And he says to his mother Mary, quote, I am Jesus, the Son of God, the Logos, whom thou hast brought forth as the angel Gabriel announced to thee. And my Father has sent me for the salvation of the world. Now, that probably didn't actually happen, and most people would be quite alarmed if they were to hear a newborn baby saying something like that, but I think it's a good illustration of how special this child is. His cries are different from the cries of other people. He cried for you. The reason he shouts aloud is not to say, help me, or save me, comfort me, Change me, feed me, burp me, I'm afraid, I'm sick, I'm hurt. The, co- the content of what we cry out for indicates our need. But it is not so with Jesus. Not that he didn't have human needs, he did. I'm sure he cried for all those things as any newborn does, but that's not what he was all about. He came into the world to meet your need for a savior. And to comfort you. Jesus cries, I am the Son of God, the Logos, the Word made flesh, and my Father has sent me for the salvation of the world. The cries of the people are quite different from the cries of the prophet. And there's a lot of crying going on in this passage from the prophet Isaiah, but it's not the kind of crying that a baby does. He's not shouting inintelligibly into the wind or whining with tears coming from his eyes. Rather, he's shouting and crying out a message. A voice cries, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Far from crying for help, this voice is announcing that help is on the way. Rather than crying out for comfort like an infant does, the prophet cries out to give comfort. These are tender words that he is speaking to us. This imagery of a path being made straight, valleys being lifted up and mountains brought low, rough places and uneven ground being made smooth and level, all describes justification. Justification, it as Luther said, the doctrine by which the church stands or falls. It's how sins are forgiven and we are made right with God. 
And so you might wonder what this has to do with mountains and valleys and all kinds of terrain being made into a level road. Well, it has everything to do with it. You see, we're all like this wilderness. We are puffed up and proud like a mountain. We think we're great and strong. We're self-righteous and self-sufficient. We boast about how good we are and look down on others. But to such a person, the Lord casts down the mighty from their thrones. The righteousness of God humbles us, and his law convicts us. When we are justified by faith in Jesus, we decrease, and he increases. Some are low and despairing, like a valley. We pass through the valley of the shadow of death. We realize all too well that we are poor, miserable sinners, unable to save ourselves or to lift ourselves out of this pit that we find ourselves in. But the Lord has exalted the lowly. The righteousness of God forgives sinners and grants life and healing. When we are justified by faith in Jesus, he gives us his own righteousness and gives strength to the weak. He lifts us up. The voice of the prophet cries out in that uneven land full of rocky and winding paths with thorns and thistles to make a clear and straight path to Zion. A voice cries, The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry, shout out, and I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord stands forever. The prophet Isaiah was sent to proclaim a message. He was like a town crier who announces the news that the people need to know. And what does he say? All flesh is grass. We are like flowers that wither and fade. The breath of the Lord exposes our mortality. We're all weak and frail. We're all helpless like little babies. That's why we cry. But the word of the Lord endures forever. The Logos endures. Jesus remains. A voice cries in the wilderness. This time it's John the Baptist. He's crying. He's trying to tell us something. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John was the forerunner of Christ who clears the path and goes ahead of the king to lay the groundwork. He appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. That's how he prepared the way. He humbled the proud and exalted the lowly through repentance and the forgiveness of sins. Repentance topples mountains by recognizing pride and sin and turning away from it. Repentance is humbling and brings us low before God. The forgiveness, the forgiveness of sins then comes to raise us up, to grant healing. Raises, raises. Thank you for listening to this show. If you would like to support our ministry here at Holy Cross in Onaway, you can share this podcast and give us a five-star rating. 
If you would like to make a financial gift, please make checks payable to Holy Cross Lutheran Church and mail it to us at 3786 Glacier Road, Onoe, Michigan. That's G-L-A-S-I-E-R Road, Onoe, Michigan, 49765. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.